Hi, you're listening to Community Radio. This is 8CCC FM 102.1 in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek. And this is Kitchen Radio, a new show all about seasonal food, what's growing here in your local community and what to do with it in your kitchen. How's about that, Rita? Good I evening. Think we finally did it. Good evening. We Beck. pretty much got that right, didn't we? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good evening and welcome to another week of Kitchen Radio here on Community Radio, 8 C FM, uh, 102.1 FM here, broadcasting live from the studio in Alice Springs and uh, also up there, on air up there in Tennant Creek and on the uh, dub, dub, W thing, Mijig. The web thing. Yeah. <laughs> on the computer thing, if you're listening from another part of the country. Evening, Rita. Good evening, Beck. Hmm. How's your week been? My week's been pretty good, yeah. I've had a, um, a quieter week in some ways, yeah. I've had a friend visiting out from out of town, so yeah, just been preoccupied, I guess, a bit more with that. But Great, and, and it how does, was that rain? It's I know. That does make it feel like a quieter week, doesn't it? It does, yeah. In fact, it feels, of course, quite surreal now because it's hot. <laughs> it's just, just steamy and hot today. Oh, summer's here. So it felt quite surreal. It two did for two one days day. ago, I think I yeah. put the heater on. I knew quite a few people who went home and lit their fires. I know with their last wood. The for last the year. hurrah, yes, uh, which is pretty lovely, really. But there you go. Um, yeah, I got to uh, harvest my first broccolini, so ah. I was really glad for the rain. Yeah, and it would have felt because it's you know a bit of a winter vegetable, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> it's the, the first harvest. Yes. We'll talk about that later on. Yes. Have you been eating anything yummy or cooking anything yeah. great? Yeah. Um, again, I've been, uh, I, I think I mentioned last week I had a birthday, so I've been having a whole sweets festival, but did have a very delicious soup this week, which was uh, roasted pumpkin and cauliflower, then Ooh. made into soup. So it was pretty delicious. Weirdo combo, but yeah, it was yeah, great. I would never think and of then, doing that. And uh, then with lentils, brown lentils. So it had, you know when you put lentils in things, it has a slightly sort of curry flavour somehow, yeah. even when you don't add curry. But yeah, it was delicious. Wow. Sounds it was that little, very healthy. Yeah, that little, it was healthy, but also delicious. Yeah. And um, that little moment of coal that makes, you know, like went instantly into... Let's make soup weather. I know. I went and got some free-range chicken frames and uh, made uh, risotto that night. Mm. You know, it's the last hurrah for risotto, really. Oh, really? Yeah. You wouldn't p- eat risotto in warm weather? No, I wouldn't eat risotto and I wouldn't eat polenta in warm weather. Wow. Okay. I, I reckon I could go risotto in warm weather because it seems like it, go, it would go very well with a crisp white. It does, <laughs> but still. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Every weekend I like to cook a sweet treat and it's yes. the last of the week. So I made a uh, Persian love cake. Mm, okay. It's really yummy and it lasted the whole week. Yeah. Which is like crushed nuts and orange syrup and... No, no. It's actually um, just almond meal and oh, sugar yeah. and butter and then that's sort of divided in half and you make your crust out of that and then you put yogurt and honey and a whole lot of nutmeg in mm. that sort of remaining... Uh, almond meal mix yeah, and, sure. um, and then you sprinkle little pistachios I was going to say there's pistachio in there somewhere there is it looks really pretty and it's really yummy it's like sort of like a cheesecake but not okay and no cardamom no cardamom no. just okay. nutmeg, nutmeg and a lot of nutmeg mm. and when you first like I think the recipe asks for three tablespoons but I only um, use one and I've adapted it over okay. time okay 
I know that we're not doing restaurant reviews. We've discussed it off air. If you happen to be listening, we've discussed it off air and as fun as it might be. Um, we're not going we're there. We're not going there. But there is a local establishment that makes that Persian love, love cake, I think, and I've ordered it and it's really disappointing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's the Sri Lankan love cake. Oh, different Which thing. I've also made and it's okay. very disappointing to make and it's actually oh. disappointing to eat at oh. that establishment that you're talking so about. So it's not their fault. It's just that's what I the recipe is. I just think the Sri Lankan love cake is not a really exciting oh. um, item at all. Okay. As opposed right. to the Persian love cake, yeah. which is really lovely. A whole different thing. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I did and not, and not for sale anywhere at any local establishment. No, yeah. no, but there are a few people around town who do cook it, not just me. Yes, I guess. So I think that image in the uh, Gourmet Traveller magazine must have appealed to a lot of people. Yeah, pistachios are pretty appealing. Anything yeah. with topped with pistachios. It looks pretty. It's like a little, like a little crown. Yes, yeah. a little bit dried rose petals or something. Well, you could, you yeah. could, yeah. All right, yeah. maybe I'm diverging too much. So uh, what else are we? How is well. our week? <laughs> What have you been cooking? That's what I've been cooking. But mm. what have we been harvesting? So yep. I actually went out to the Steiner School mm-hmm. earlier this week on that beautiful wet day. On the rainy day. On the rainy day. And I chatted to all the students about their gardens. I will edit up all those interviews and we'll um, play them for a later radio show. Yes. But Maybe I did even speak next week. with uh, Mark Hussey, who's the gardener out there. Yep. And he gave me some great information about what they're actually growing out there at the moment. Pretty fabulous so might, yeah, biodynamic garden. Hey? It's such a beautiful garden. Mm. And it was just lovely that it was such a, a wet day. And yeah. the mountains in the background. And it just makes you feel really happy to live in Alice Springs on days like that. Yes, absolutely. So we might have a listen to what Mark says about the uh, Alice Springs Steiner School Garden. All right. Fabulous. What's in season, Mark? So you're the gardener here? Oh, Masquerade is the gardener. We're harvesting broad beans and mizuna and spinach and lettuces and flowers. The everlasting daisies put on a beautiful coloured display. And uh, we've just got, now that the frosts are gone, we've just got new sunflowers coming through. The big struggle is to avoid the frosts. And I'm pretty sure we're at the end of the frost, but I can't believe how cold it is today. We had a really good year with uh, broccolini. So that's all the broccolini that's gone to flower. But you can still use those stalks. And uh, this is a purple broccoli that's come really, really late. So it's a broccoli or a broccolini? Um, I'm not really sure the way it's turned out. It's had a funny season. And right next to it too, we've just extracted a massive... uh, kohlrabi plant and I've never planted that before so it was all very ex- experimental. Have you eaten kohlrabi before? No. Have you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. In uh, in Alice? No. Right well it didn't it didn't go according to plan no. here um, so I've yet to gr- successfully grow kohlrabi. I threw a fair bit in this year but it just didn't come through. Red cabbages are going well. Eleanor's are growing very well. <laughs> just clover the kids love looking through it for four leaf clovers so um, we've still got a few more weeks of the brassicas you think coming through yeah yep yep so it's all about brassicas is it and so just can i just ask about the broad beans when would you have needed to have planted the broad beans in order to be harvesting them now uh, about three months ago um, but they're also a really good green manure, so if they don't come right through to to uh, produce beans, 
can still just turn them back into the ground and they're, they're just like a, a legume, really. So the big emphasis here, because it's a biodynamic garden, is using um, green manures and uh, rotating our garden beds so that you're not, the plants aren't taking the same nutrients out of the soil all the time. We companion plant as much as we can. Are you growing for the school community? Is that oh, the... absolutely. Yeah, we have a market every Tuesday. Uh, in summer, that can be quite minimal, but uh, this time of year, you know, we've got a really broad range of stuff. So we're we're putting out uh, asparagus, rhubarb, lettuces, uh, broccolini, sweet uh, not sweet peas, um, uh, snow peas. Um, yeah, the market's really good. We also sell icy poles from our from our the juice from our oranges. So, is the market just for Steiner parents, or can anybody come? It's out? anybody who comes along. Okay. And you also sell excess produce at Food for Alice. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, what are you going to put in next, Mark? There'll be lettuces and carrots. Will be uh, good because they'll come through before the end of next term. So working on like a, a ten year, a ten week. Uh, growth pattern. Kids love carrots. They just love fresh carrots. It's uh, all about the adventure of the garden. One of the greatest things that we've done in here was do was digging for potatoes when they're ready. Yes, Eleanor. I don't know. You look like you're the only class fiver left. Um, a big part of what we grow here is our grains. So we grow wheat and wheat and barley and oats, and it's really from seed to plate. Uh, and so we'll winnow all the, all the grains once they're ready and uh, then we'll make our bread and the bread will go to be served at our, um, at our seasonal um, fest- festivals. And is it very hard to grow grains here? It's, it, uh, look, it's not difficult. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to keep them away from the birds. Yeah, the Port Lincoln ringnecks just love uh, when the, just as the crops are ready, they love to chew through our netting and, and get in amongst them. But that's a big part of the Steiner curriculum, is, oh, as, as you'd know. It's to, yeah, yeah. It's to, yeah, it's like to remember the eating of the bread. And, yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite lovely. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see the kid to take the kids through the process from seed to plate. So we'll be harvesting uh, our wheat and uh, oats and and barley in November, just at the end end of the t- uh, fourth term. Sorry. Okay, I think I'm going to have to get out of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks heaps, Mark. Yeah, terrific. See ya. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you I- too. That was an abrupt end, but thanks, Huss, um, for giving us a bit of an insight into what's in season or certainly what's being grown out there at the Steiner School. But, you know, therefore what's in season here in the gardens. Yeah, and um, the kids, a lot of the kids were actually taking out their broad bean plants that day because they they brought the broad beans have been put in there as green manure but they were yeah. also harvesting the pods so they were walking around with a pot of broad beans that had been cooked with um, mm. garlic and olive oil and salt and yum it's very yummy i so wish i'd gone to steiner school didn't yeah we never did food like that although we did bake a lot of chocolate cakes and things <laughs> you uh you got to taste the broad bean oh uh, yeah i Bean's. love broad beans yeah, yeah. same same yeah. especially like you just said just simply eating yeah them. a yeah. quick boil and some salt and pepper or whatever olive oil yum yes so maybe we should get to our 
special ingredient of the week. Oh, okay. Do you think it's time? Sure. That's my oh, new drop Oh, we have off. a sound effect. <laughs> We've come a long way in six weeks, haven't we? <laughs> it's, it's actually the eighth show. Oh, okay. <laughs> drum so, roll, please. Yeah, yeah. Again, no. Yeah. Um, House did give it away a bit. We're doing brassicas again, but specifically broccoli and cauliflower this yeah. week. Yeah, yum, yum. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make the most of them in a mad a mad rush. A mad rush, yeah. Now that the w- weather has heated up. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, I'd put my broccolini in a little bit late, but... Um, I'm just harvesting them so quickly and yeah. I've got one here. Did you know Stephanie says that – see how the – Stephanie Alexander, Stephanie, I'm yes. just clarifying yeah. for those um, who are not cookbooks. You should books. really be harvesting your broccoli when – or your broccolini when the, the flowers are really nice and tight. But I quite yes. like them when they're a little bit loose like this. Okay. Why? Uh, because depending on what you're doing with them, the mm. flavours can get in there. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I can understand that. I reckon that's right. I'd happily go either way, like whenever I get out there to the garden. But um, yes, I can imagine. But too far gone is a bit, Does the flavour does start to change, doesn't it? Mm. But I do agree that, yes, you can certainly keep using the stalks. And Yeah, mm. yeah, you can actually. I've, when I've had a plot at the community garden, I've just just harvested for like, you know, till quite late into summer. Yeah. Broccolini. It is a, an incredible crop, isn't it? As in the, the broccolini, it's, mm. it's pretty, you know, relatively new to me. You think I always thought of broccoli as the more or less the single head and then once you've harvested that a few side shoots come up but yeah the broccolini is a revelation they are much better so um we're going to talk about broccoli and we're going to talk about cauliflower Mm -hmm. do you interchange them when you cook uh probably not me neither except for one 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 particular recipe which i'll talk about but i've bought a purple cauliflower this year oh yeah and I've also um, previously, not in Alice Springs, but I have purchased yellow cauliflower. Right. Is it any good? Oh, it's beautiful. Is it just the same? No, I think it's more flavoursome. Mm. It could be the way I cooked it. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you get those varieties of things, of you know, different colours and, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a variation, but the original is the best. Mind you, who, what, am, who, what do I know about what the original is? Maybe the purple one's the original. Yeah. But okay, so a different taste. I don't know. Like there could be something going on in my head there, you know, because (laughs) (laughs) the colour is so intense that I'm now associating that with an intense flavour. But look, I love cauliflower cheese. Yes. That's kind of my first go-to. Yeah. Cauliflower is a bit of a thing, isn't it, that people get quite passionate about it. You know, they often really love it or don't like it at all. I don't know anyone who doesn't like cauliflower. Really? Yeah. Mm, Okay. What about when it's been cooked and then in the fridge for a day or so? Oh, I think it's great. Really? Yeah. Stinks. Yeah, I'm happy with that, yeah. You don't mind the stink? Oh, yeah, I don't mind it. The yeah. brassica stink. Mm. Yeah. I've okay. been doing a lot more baking of my cauliflower rather yep. than um, steaming it or boiling. Yeah. Um, yes. And it is a point of difference, I think, between broccoli and cauliflower. Like, I would never bake a broccoli or a broccolini but I would bake a cauliflower yeah it seems reasonable that they would be interchangeable but I, I can't imagine baking a broccoli either no so. no hmm. there you go do you want to talk about recipes in particular well there's just one yeah there's one recipe that I absolutely love with either cauliflower or broccoli and it's traditionally with broccoli which is the the orecchietti pasta dish oh, say that again orecchietti <laughs> wasn't that good Say it once more. No, any kidding. <laughs> so, Arachetti. She's been practicing that. No, I do know Arachetti. It's the other <laughs> pasta that I've been practicing, which is Reginetti. But um, Arachetti is uh, little ears. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And, you know, they're the right pasta to use this because they're sort of little cup, they're cup-shaped and it really holds the sauce in there. Yeah, yum. Um, I've been reading through Stephanie Alexander and she's a big fan of boiling broccoli. So she says that you should boil the broccoli in the same water. That yes. But I, I don't actually do that. I don't like my broccoli to be waterlogged. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I tend to steam my broccoli or cauliflower ahead of time. So I chop it up into small little pieces mm, and I will yeah. steam it over the same water that I'm going to cook the pasta in. Okay. Yeah. So then I steam it and then I'll cook my pasta. And arachiati takes a really long time to cook because it's quite thick. Yes, thick pasta, yeah. Yeah. So I'll then put my pasta on and then I've got a lovely big wide saucepan and I'll uh, put olive oil and Lots of garlic. You've got to chop the garlic, not yeah. crush it. it I has noticed to be that you made a note of that. Why? The flavour is different. Yeah. So yeah. often recipes will call for crushed garlic because flavour would bring the flavour out more. But yeah, it's a, just a different flavour. I think it's a mm. little bit more bitter. Okay. So I, I'll either like there's three things I do with garlic: either crush it or yes. chop it, or sometimes actually just um, leave it whole. Yes. Pressed. And I'll press it, I'll pull it out. But yeah. for this, I've done a lot of experimentation and yeah. definitely chopping the garlic and not crushing it. I wondered if it would be partly just because it doesn't burn as quickly. If it's crushed, mm. it would be it would perhaps burn. Well, I actually cook this on a really, really yeah. low heat. And wet in a sauce. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. it certainly has to cook in the oil, but, but mm. on a very low heat with anchovies yes. and okay. with chilli. So the garlic anchovies chilli <sighs> are an absolute core of this recipe. And yes. So you're going to need to cook that over a slow heat until they all kind of melt into one another. Yes. And then so you've drained many. your pasta and your broccoli and you toss them all together, heat it through mm. and then put either chopped parsley or torn basil, not yes. chopped basil. Yes. Yum. It it's sounds really yummy. Yeah, it sounds great. It's such an easy one. And if you're, you know, like pasta's a little bit out of fashion at the moment. Is it? A little bit. I think, I think wheat, wheat is generally, yeah. yeah. So, you know, what you can do is actually really increase the ratio of vegetable to yeah. pasta as well to yes. make it a little bit healthier. Yes. Um, Speaking of which, I want to come back to this, but another establishment that we won't name serves a broccoli pasta, mm-hmm. um, which is so disappointing. There's no broccoli in it. Yeah. Have you ever ordered that? No, I, I, tr- oh, I tend not to it's all eat pasta, pasta out. And it's got one piece of broccoli in it, which is blended into a thousand bits, just a smattering of green. And you think, you get your order comes and you think, I'm sure I ordered the broccoli pasta. What's this? this? Oh, yeah, no, I see. There is a bit of broccoli in there. Yeah. Whereas I love this when you've got so much broccoli. It's only like once in three years I make the same mistake. Oh, that's right. I shouldn't order that dish here. That's ridiculous. So, you know, when I've been having an anti-pasta sort of stage or an anti-wheat, I I would eat pasta every day if I could, but it is fattening. Okay. Um, I've actually made my own orecchietti out of spelt. Oh, yeah. And I've gone onto YouTube and watched some nonnas make uh, orecchietti. It's really hard to make. Is it? Yeah. I was just thinking about those little shapes and thinking maybe that's an easy one to make. No, because it's actually like a thumb press. Because if you you buy them, and our Milner Meats have got the only decent orecchietti in town. And it's actually all handmade. You can see by the look of it. And so it does have to be handmade. I have never cooked orecchietti. Yeah, well, you might Shame do it job. it's an easy it's a really easy one to cook yeah and I'm look ins- i don't I believe in i want to get some broccoli and make it oh. well i don't we don't do fast food we just do pasta like when i'm really not yes. interested in cooking i'll just cook pasta because yeah. it's so easy yeah. it's good it is yeah. it's good and goes with pretty much anything the old olive oil and a bit of chili and you know parsley the way you go you don't need much to make it delicious mm, okay so you made that 
but with a different pasta. Oh, last night I made it with a different pasta and we've got a little bit of a tasting here. <laughs> and it's a pasta called Reginetti. So show it's, up still to radio. Small, <laughs> it's still a small um, square shaped pasta with little frilly edges on it. We're just going to have a taste. Do you want to try that? Yeah, I do. Do you know what this little this pasta is called or is that the name you were practising? So that's the name of the actual... It's cute. It's like little uh, seaweeds. And, um, but it's made with a wheat called Emma, E-M-M-E-R. Okay. Which is a, yeah, a, an ancient wheat, one of those sort mm. of spelt Camus mm. type ones. Okay. So this is cooked very similarly to how I described the orecchietti. But I have added zucchinis instead, yeah, as I well noticed. as actually broccolini. I noticed that. Yeah. And has it got anchovy? Yep. Okay. I haven't got that yet. Well, the, the anchovy. I'm a little bit little shy bit about like the taste um, testing on air. So one of my least favourite sounds is listening to people chew. Yeah. Or go. <laughs> mm. But it's a little bit like bagna cotta, which is an Italian dip, which is mm-hmm. really anchovies and garlic and olive oil and cream. Mm. So that's really the, the basis of your that orecchietti dish as well. The cream. No. This actually does have a little bit of creme fraiche okay. in what you're eating right now. That's, yum, that's yum. cheating a little bit, but um, it tasted really good. It's just delicious, Rita. Thank you. So do you, is there anything you love to cook with broccoli or cauliflower? Mm, I think they go pretty well just together as a steamed or, you know, mm. very quickly boiled salad, you know, either a warm salad or then chilled down. And, but just tossed as a warm salad is delicious, I think, with, again, with garlic or, you know, olive oil, some lemon juice, that sort of thing. Mm. Delicious. Maybe some nuts go pretty well. All right, I'm going to finish that after. I just want to oops, settle in for dinner now. But yeah, yeah. Th- I think they go they go great like that. Sure. And broccoli and cauliflower are also those vegetables which you can almost make a whole meal out of. Mm. So they're really a specialised vegetable. There's not many vegetables that I'd say you can make a whole meal out of, but okay. broccoli and cauliflower, you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I noticed that um, Stephanie has says has said at the bottom of her intro, I consider it a luxury vegetable. Oh, a luxury vegetable. suitable to be served as a course on its own. Yep. She's I got agree. Some, yeah, okay. I never would have thought of that, but I guess that's, that's true. I don't mm. know. There's probably lots of veggies could do that with, but then with another additive like, you know, rice or pasta or... But yes, you're talking about just serving it. Well, I suppose I'm talking more like a cauliflower cheese. I'll yeah. sit down and just have a cauliflower cheese. Mm. The thing I love about yes. cauliflower cheese, though, is really it's the texture. Yes. So you've got that softness of the white sauce. Yes. And then you've got the texture of the cauliflower, which you don't want to cook too much. No. And you've got the crunch of the... Um, Stem. No. Of oh. Breadcrumbs with oh. butter and cheese on top. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, so well-baked on top. Oh, the yeah. crunchy topping. Yeah, crunchy topping. Yeah, probably, yeah, I don't know if I've quite got that crunch. I thought you meant off the stem. Like not crunch crunch but just that yeah, different texture from the flower head to the stem. Yeah, that is true. You, you don't got, get that yeah. even cooking and I, I enjoy that. Yeah, and often when I make orecchietti, I will put the stems in first because mm. they yes. require a lot more cooking yeah. um, than the flowers because I really don't like overcooked broccoli or no. cauliflower. No. Mm-hmm. But I really don't like undercooked broccoli no. or cauliflower either. No. So it's, a, it's, a it's incredible a, skill, isn't it? No, just getting it right. Yes, yes, getting all the timing right. And have you grown your own broccoli or cauliflower at all? Uh, good question. Geez, shame job if I can't even remember. If I can't even remember... Remember, I'd probably have to say no, but yeah. certainly I've grown broccolini. Yeah, I've grown broccolini, but no, I once um, planted what I thought was cauliflower and I waited and waited <laughs> and waited yeah. for the head to appear and it never did. It was it was a cabbage. Ah. Still in the brassica family. Yeah. Right, so. Wow. And I've noticed a yeah. lot of 
there was a lot of cauliflower um, and broccoli at the community garden a little yeah. while ago. Okay, I didn't see. I can't think of seeing any collie down at um, Food for Alice. I have to no, say, no, they may have been. There. But I, I did get broccoli. People are precious about their cauliflower heads. Yeah, they are. I didn't and mean to segue there, but it happened. <laughs> there's been an incident around cauliflower at the community garden. Yeah. Shall we? Some of you, if you're listening, you probably know about it. If you're listening to something called kitchen radio on community radio here in Alice Springs and uh, you've probably heard about this story but uh, yeah there was a recently in the last few weeks anyway someone's cauliflower went missing someone's cauliflower got stolen yes and it did bring up a a sort of I guess a positive response from the the community garden community about reminding people sort of what the rules are but also you know what it's about yeah, because I think there's a bit of confusion. I remember um, seeing someone I knew from interstate walking through the garden when I had a plot and he saw someone's broccoli and he went to cut it and I said, oh, look, what are you doing? Yes. He said, oh, that's it's a community garden. Yes. There's broccoli. Like, that must mean it's mine. Yes. And I had to explain very quickly, don't cut that broccoli yeah. because I can imagine the owner had been sitting there waiting for weeks and weeks for it to be ready and then you go and harvest it and it's Gone. That's right. I mean, there are sh- there are community what's called community plots, um, and I guess it becomes a bit debatable about who's got right to to harvest them. But I guess the the gist of it was in terms of the response from the community well, garden yeah. crew, so to speak, yeah. was that yeah, you, if you put in, then you can take out. You know, you turn well, up to working bees, you yeah. be part of a community, then then uh, that's for everybody. It's not just for yeah. I think it's clear you have to be a member of Alec. Yes, yeah. that is clear. Yeah, yes. and look, one of the responses to the theft of the cauliflower was a poem. Yes, which we're going to read out over air tonight. We're <laughs> going to share the reading out. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was movement at the garden for the word had passed around that cauliflower went missing and had lost its lovely crown. It had joined another's table without permission granted. The growers lost their reward for all the hard work they planted. Our garden rules are simple, as you're about to see. You'll need to join Alec and pay a joining fee. Then you can harvest community plots for free. Community plots. Got to read the fine lines. But other plots are private and they are out of bounds. They are rented by growers adding food to our grounds. They dig, plant and water and watch the seeds they sow. They toil and tend to soil and help their veggies grow. They are given a code to enter our lovely gate, and when veggies are ready, they end up on their plate. Now, folks, we need reminding on what community means. It means supporting others and inclusive kinds of things, like working bees and chatting and meeting nice new friends. We welcome you to our garden. It's such a lovely space. But be careful what you pick, as it may not be yours to take. There you go. I wonder what Banjo Patterson would have thought of that. I reckon it's a great little poem and it sort of, you know, clarifies some of the the slightly more subtle things about being part of community and contributing. Um, If you can't get enough of that kind of poetry, then uh, there's a version of that on uh, YouTube. If you look at the Community Garden Facebook page, then uh, some of the Community Garden crew, like members and and, uh, volunteers, did do a, a, a live enactment of that poem. It's pretty cute. Yeah. So if you can't get enough, if you want more, then uh, go and check that out. Yeah, but it does raise that question about whether or not, um, you know, the attachment you have to, to plants that you grow. 
Yes, absolutely. And whether or not, because it was a cauliflower and it was like a head, that there's sort of more of an attachment with something that yeah. has like a singular harvest moment yes. as opposed to um, silver beet or yes. um, broccolini even or spinach yes. or kale. You know, like kale, where yes. you can sort of cut around the outside and no one might notice. Yes, and even if, if somebody pinched your, like pulled your whole kale plant out of the ground, would you be as devastated as if... as them harvesting your whole cabbage, stealing your whole cabbage or your whole cauliflower. There's something about, well, I guess the the largeness of it and also sure. the time put into growing it, but also and that it's a head. It is. And I hate to say <laughs> it, but I think cauliflower has higher value than kale. Ooh, I know, nice. Laurie May, just if you're listening, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. We'd hope to have her back on the show, but never mind. <laughs> You've dissed the kale. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There is something about it. I guess in the same in with so many things that we value different things. We value things differently. Like mm-hmm. you know, we, we put whales way up the, you know, the food chain, chain or, yeah, that's right, up the food chain. But <laughs> value chain. That's right, because yeah. you know, all critters, the animal critters that are so sort of cuddly and adorable, we think are more valuable than the ones that, you know, eat our cauliflower leaves or whatever else we might consider pests or you know feral camels or rabbits or you know they have why are they valued less they're a living creature anyway that is very much off topic right you want to bring me back in rain me back in i like it when you go off (laughs) off piste so to speak it's uh, better sometimes than others yeah um it's we're just about done time we're just about done that's about the show for this evening yeah, look, we'll put this on um, iTunes or on Podbean as well. Yes, and if you've got any uh, same old reminder, I haven't seen any interaction much on our uh, on your Facebook site. No, um, but certainly if you if you do listen and you've got thoughts, suggestions, recipes, banter, uh, that makes it really fun. Feel free to contribute it. Sure. To the uh, Kitchen Radio Facebook page. And before we leave, I'm going to give. Um, Becca Mochi, just for us to snack on mm-hmm. at the end of today. <laughs> I like to sort of – it's good to talk about new foods as well. It is. So the mochi are these little rice little rice cakes. Yeah. Can you buy them in Alice? Yeah, yeah, I've got these in Alice. From? Uh, Ling's yeah. supermarket. Okay. And yeah. you can get them with – this one's got a red bean paste inside. You can get it with yes. a pandan paste inside, Ooh. I think, and maybe other flavours. Oh, are you listening? Yeah. Pandan. They're, and look at the packaging, so – yeah. Pretty as well. It is yeah. pretty. Um, is this a savoury thing? No, no, it's ah. sweet. Oh, I see. It's now. sweet I little see. soft. And the okay. mochi itself, have a, have a feel of it. The actual rice um, texture is really soft. And oh, I said, when you uh, said the name and I thought, yeah, yeah, I think I know the thing, but no, I don't. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's like a dough ball. Yeah. Or a cross between a lolly and a dough ball. Thanks, Rita. This. No worries. Have we got a... Um, <laughs> Have we've we got, got a song. A, we've got an out song. We an do outro. have an out song, which you're not going to hear if you're listening to this on iTunes or on the podcast. But the um, mochi are delicious. Mochi are lovely, aren't mm. they? Yeah. Good yeah. thing to have on Friday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. So we're going to go out today with Xavier Rudd singing Famine. <laughs>